Welcome everyone to the castcorner.com podcast. Castcorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the Palatial Franklin Estates in the West End of Richmond, where it is Tuesday evening, March the 15th. We are less than 48 hours away from Virginia opening up the uh, 2016 NCAA tournament down in Raleigh. Um, at least one of us will be going, um, it, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Uh, we will talk about what the Cavaliers have in front of them, uh, first with Hampton, um, which has some interesting storylines in and of itself, and then we'll get into um, the potential second matchup uh, that they would face on Saturday, guessing afternoon, uh, either Texas Tech or Butler in that side of the rack, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the entire region as a whole. Um, but before we do that, let me uh, go around and introduce everybody uh, now that the crew is back for the podcast. Uh, David Spence out in Waynesboro. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Brad. David Spence, who Dave's on, at who Dave's on Twitter, who Dave's on the board. I don't know. I just messed that all up. Yeah, you, you know who I am. Um, and <laughs> staff writer Justin Ferber is also back on the podcast. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. And Cavs Corner also on Twitter, Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for our in-game updates, content items, uh, and the occasional witty banter. Uh, I want to give another public shout-out to Ferber for letting me uh, stay at his humble abode uh, while uh, the ACC tournament was uh, transpiring in um, – our nation's capital. Thank you again for your hospitality. That was Absolutely. very nice of you. Um, there are stories that I will someday tell, but not on this here podcast. Uh, let's get into <laughs> um, let's get into the draw first. Let's let's t- uh, kind of like I did with Patrick last night. Uh, elephant in the room: Michigan State. Um, one before you saw Virginia was a one seed. Did you? I mean, because everybody makes jokes about ha ha, you know, Michigan. But like, did you think that Michigan State was going to be in the bracket? With UVA, and then two. Once you saw that they were a one seed, did your opinion change, or was it confirmed, or what? Uh, Dave, start with you. Were you surprised when, when you, when all that went down? Not really. I mean, you figure Michigan State's going to be a one or a two. There's only eight of those teams, so there's a pretty good chance they're going to be in your bracket. Um, I mean, at best, depending on who you're listening to, you're talking. Some people have Virginia as a, you know as as a lock at number one with the other guys competing. So, I mean, I guess the only way you really could have avoided them was if they were going to be a one as well. So I wasn't shocked. I mean, yeah, that's what NCAA likes to do, whether they admit it or not. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, let's, let, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Ferber, <laughs> what about you? Uh, shocked even, I mean, I guess, were you surprised UVA got the one seed? And if so, were you absolutely sure that Michigan State was going to be in their bracket if they did? Uh, no to both. Um, I thought they had a decent chance at a one seed. Didn't think it was a sure thing. Thought they could end up being that 15. But um, once, <laughs> I wasn't expecting them to be in the Midwest because it goes pretty much counter to all the bracketing rules that the committee is supposed to use, So, um, which they obviously didn't really you follow mean, on mean multiple different levels during the bracketing. Because Kansas um, is in the, because Kansas is south. in the south? Right, yeah, it now, just didn't make. That's now, not how any of the projections were drawn up. So well, see, Patrick said but, that 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 technically speaking, Kansas is actually closer to Louisville than it is. Yeah, by Chicago. three miles or yeah. something. 
So technically, but it would make sense to me that they would they would put them in the Midwest. For, I, for I, bracketing, it just made much more sense to have them in the Midwest. Um, but it, I mean, you know, whatever. But it, that does that's not my point. I was just kind of like I was blown away that they were in the Midwest as the one. Um, the East, I think, had already been unveiled, and the South, and, and so like when UVA was, I think UVA was announced before North Carolina was, or one of the teams was. I don't know. So I was kind of like blown away by that. And then once they were in the Midwest, I knew Michigan State was going to be in the bracket. And a lot of people on Twitter tried to tell me I was wrong, but I knew because that's how the bracket is supposed to work. Like, that's how they're supposed to bracket the teams. Yeah, so. I think there's – I mean, we, Patrick and I talked about this some last night, but there's, I think there's some confusion. And I was certainly I, – I certainly fell victim to it in the sense that y- you think because they give you the, the seeds laid out one through whatever that they're also going to – that they're going to S it. You know, that you're going to – you know, that – the, the worst number one is going to play the best number two and so forth. And it, that made sense to me. Um, then I saw it and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. But then talking to Patrick and understanding more about it, I guess at what point did they, they I guess they must have just ditched the S curve, um, you know, fairly recently, the last few years at least. So in essence, like they put that out there as like a, I guess it's like a, a, a um, you know, they want to be transparent, but like, it doesn't really help you. All it does is, I mean, because it's it really comes down to location. What's what I find interesting is is that if if the uh, if the arena in Louisville was three miles, you know, in 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 another direction, you mean to tell me that the number one seed and the number and the top team on the two line would have been in the same bracket? I I, I don't believe that. I think they would have done something different that way because everybody would have hemmed and hawed. I mean, there, there's got to be some wiggle room. So I think, I think the conspiracy theorists to think that, like, okay, Michigan State got stuck there because the NCAA does stuff like this. I don't quite buy that, but at the same time, they certainly did not do it. You know, like, they, they had some well, wiggle room if, if they wanted to. If you think about it, and this happens every year, every, literally, like, when was the last – I guess UVA is the four in the East was the year recently because Arizona's been good. But usually the, the worst one seed's in the West because the good teams are in the East for the most part. And every once in a while, there'll be a good team in the West that's the one seed in the West. But Oregon's an outlier in that way. If Oregon had been a three seed this year and the four one seeds were Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, or uh, Kansas, and let's say Michigan State, Michigan State would have been sent out there if they were the fourth one seed. So then they don't want to, like, screw over. Okay, that's a bad example. So, like, let's say Miami was a one seed. And Miami gets sent to the West because they're the fourth one. You don't want to be like, well, uh, Michigan State, you ha- you should play the fourth best one seed if you get to the Elite Eight. So we're going to send you to Los Angeles. So basically, you not you don't get to be a one seed because you missed that by one spot. And we're going to send you to Los Angeles. Like that's just not. That's why they would send. That's why I knew they were going to go to Chicago. That makes that makes sense. Um, speaking of, all right, let's let's get into where they actually are and and before you know. Before you have a chance to to be the man, and you got to beat the man, and for to get there, you got to win a few games. Um, Virginia has Hampton opening up. I, I think is this still the biggest spread? I think when I meet it, when I first saw it, but I, I don't know if I remember seeing the Kansas line. There's a couple more bigger. But okay, it's it's up there. Twenty four. So is it still twenty something? Well, Kansas is a twenty six point favorite, and we are a twenty three and a half point favorite okay. currently. All right. I love how I said something about odds and you instantly had it. Like, I mean, it's a good app. You degenerate. <laughs> um, okay, so Virgi- it, this is an interesting matchup. I haven't done a ton of research on Hampton yet. 
I love the storyline that that Akil Mitchell's brother Akeem plays there, and that the story goes that Akeem, one of the first things he did was he texted uh, Anthony Gill and basically told him he he kind of hoped hope that they lose. hoped that they lo- that he loves the Who's, but he hopes that he, that his brother's team wins. And then I saw him. Uh, did I guess that he? I don't know if he was quoted on Twitter or if he said it on Twitter, but he basically made the joke that he really hopes that uh, that Akeem dunks on AG, which I, I got a big kick out of. Uh, kind of a cool story um, in this in that sense, um, but I I think that focusing on that kind of part of this deal is a little bit unfair to to just a, uh, what I think is a very solid uh, program. They've been to the NCAA's a couple times. You know, some really talented seniors. Um, handicap handicap that matchup for us, guys. What do you, what do we what are we thinking here? Is this one is this like <laughs> Coastal Carolina yeah. that year? Yeah, I think there's two things about Hampton that should you know should kind of yeah. Um, explain why, why I feel pretty confident about the game. They're fourth in the country in tempo, and they're like the worst shooting, one of the worst shooting three point teams. That's not a good combo. Um, so yeah, Virginia should handle them. I, I think it'll be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a little hairy. It's, it's one of those games like any, any, you know, one versus sixteen, two versus fifteen. You don't want to keep them in very long. But based on what Virginia does well, Hampton kind of plays right into their hands. So. What about you, Ferber? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they can't really shoot from well from the outside. Um, if you look at the schedule they've played, they haven't beaten anybody remotely close to good. So um, the teams that they played, I mean, if you look at the teams they played, they played some decent teams in the non-conference. They played Colorado. They lost by 40. Um, they played William & Mary, who UVA beat handily. They lost by, like, 25. Um, and there were some other examples. I can't think of a lot of the other opponents off the top of my head, but they lost some games like really, really handily to um, teams that were, you know, Power Five type schools. So I don't think they quite have enough talent to make this like a really competitive game. I mean, I think they'll be fired up out of the gate to play the game, and that obviously will kind of close it up a little bit, maybe. But I don't expect this one to be like the Coastal Carolina game a few years ago, where it's close for thirty minutes or more. Um, I kind of see this one getting out of hand late in the first half and just being a, a pretty much a runaway train. Yeah, that's you know that's kind of my my read on it too. I mean, I, I'm not I I don't like discounting teams or making it seem like I'm discounting teams uh, before they play a game. I think that's that's just um, part of the that's part of the business. But at the same time, it's kind of dumb. You're just kind of setting yourself up to look like a tool. Um, not that you guys would look like. Anyway, so to me, I, but I have to agree. Like this doesn't seem like a matchup that 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 is uh, is one to worry about. I don't remember if I thought that. But what did I? Somebody remind me what I said about Coastal Carolina all those many moons ago. Um, did did I think they were crap? I don't remember. Um, I just remember sitting there that night going, "Man, please, please don't let don't let this happen." Because like as somebody who runs a message board, like please just don't no like this don't let this happen. Um, I, I, I just did not want to have to deal with the drama that would, would come from, you know, oh my gosh, you know, we're the first number one. I can hear them. I could just hear them. And, and, oh. I don't think any of us want to deal with that. No, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's like one of those times where I seriously would use the under construction sign. Like I would just tell, I would like, I'd be like, Hey, can we get one of those special ordered, uh, outages? Thanks. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't remember much about, uh, coastal Carolina. All I know is, is that, um, Hampton is what 244th nationally in adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're in the, barely in the top 200 in defense. Um, you know they're one of the faster teams, so that's got they got that going for them. 
Um, but not a whole lot there that makes you think that they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna compete. I mean, I think William and Mary beat them by twenty. Um, you know, they they, they lost to Princeton by thirty at home. Woo! I did not see that. That's Princeton's that's decent though. I mean, they're not bad. They lost to Colorado by forty. They lost to SMU by thirty. Um, th- their best out of conference win was probably. American University. Yeah, and see, here's the thing: is that like, if you look at if you look at their results, everything changed for them once they got into conference play. Really, you know, um, they play, they're all ranked like pretty. They're like sixty spots ahead of Boston College and Ken Baum. so gotta give them that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know, if you look at some of the teams in the MEAC, I mean, they're in the. What do you think the line would be on a neutral court game between Boston College and Hampton? Uh, I'd say Hampton, Hampton by five. four. Oh, look at us! Hampton by five. Okay, <laughs> I um, think I think I actually think Boston College would be favored. Oh, well, you're talking sixty spots in Kimball. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. All right, so let's assume. Let's just you know. Let's just assume that Virginia manages to take care of business. Um, you know, it doesn't become the first number one to lose. All right, so then Butler and Texas Tech is the other game. Uh, I think Kim Palm has it uh, is it like a dead heat. I think he had Butler uh, last time I looked. He had Butler by a point. Let me go over there and look. Yeah, um, Butler's a four point favorite. God, you and the odds. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Butler first. Uh, Butler is a is a team that uh, uh, I mentioned this with with uh, Patrick last night on the podcast. But um, Tyler Lewis, who former NC State Wolfpack uh, guard, is now at Butler. So this will be his return to PNC Arena. Um, good for him. Uh, you got Roosevelt Jones, uh, 6'4", senior. Um, they've got um, maybe, I think, one other senior that plays, a couple sophomores. So not a terribly experienced team. Um, Jones is primarily the point guard. Lewis backs him up. Um, Numbers-wise, top 20 offense, so that's pretty solid. Uh, not in the top 130 defensively, which is not solid. Um I don't see a lot there. Uh, you know, they lost to Miami by 10 on a neutral floor. Lost to Providence uh, at home. Um, well, the Providence is a good team. Lost to Xavier by like 20 um, or 20, yeah, 19. Um, some ups and downs, it looks like, throughout the season. Uh, finished 21 and 10. Um, lost to Providence by 14 uh, in the Big East tournament. Uh if if it's Butler, any any thoughts, uh, any, any worries, any any doubts? They can shoot threes. Yeah, that's true. Can. They are they are uh, pretty solid uh, from the three point line. They're they they shoot almost thirty nine percent. Yeah, and then apparently also one of the few they they have some of the fewest turnovers. Uh, I think they're sixth in turnover percentage offense, which is at fourteen and a half, uh, which is I think better than Virginia at this point. Um, so yeah, that's that. You know, they, they, it does seem like an offense that does a pretty decent job of, of scoring points. Does a pretty good job of taking care of the ball. Um, you know, they don't turn it over. Um, they're not. Uh, you know, they're 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 efficient uh, offensively. They they do shoot a lot of threes. Um, they don't um, they don't seem to do anything too poorly offensively. But I almost feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna upset Virginia on the second day of a of a three day situation. Um, or excuse me, on day three of a of a of a three, you know, when you're going to play two games in three days, I feel like you got to have a really good offense and a, at least a solid defense. I don't know if if they have the defensive punch to 
to keep pace. Um, no pun intended. Um, not a terrible amount of size. Uh, I think the the biggest guy on the team is, is what? There's a kid six ten, but I don't think he plays much. Um, he might actually be hurt. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, they start normally uh, Tyler uh, Weidman, who's six foot eight at center. So this seems kind of perfect for for Virginia's small lineup. Um, you know, they don't they won't get hurt to have their normal lineup on the floor. Um, this seems like a game where AG is going to eat, and um, I, I don't know if, if Butler if Butler beats Texas Tech, I I, I kind of like that matchup for for UVA. Um, let's look at Texas Tech for a hot second, because um, I feel like I just yeah, that's who I've got one, and I, 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 I yeah, I just yeah. feel like I just it made, basically handed it to Butler. That wasn't my <laughs> yeah, intent. That's, that's not what I that's not what I meant. I just was saying like, okay, well if this is the game, this is what it looks like. All right, so Texas Tech is also top thirty offensively, one of the slower teams in the country. Um, so it, they'll they'll fit right in, at least in the top hundred in, in defense uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. Barely, uh, barely. <laughs> they're one nine. They're what ninety third. Um, it's a it's a defense that 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 is not very good on the glass, um, which would probably be a concern given uh, what Virginia has. They uh, lost by five to TCU in the uh, Big 12 tournament, and then their TCU's coach got fired. Um, <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. I'm just being honest. Um, they do have some they, – they have a 6'10 kid who, who, who kind of gets some burn, but not much. They start another 6'8", 6'8", forward center combo. Um, any concerns, thoughts about, um, about uh, the Red Raiders – I think Texas Tech's a better team than Butler. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to win the the game. That's who I've got winning it. Um, I think when you look at who Texas Tech's played, they, they played a much tougher schedule than than Butler. Um, and, and I feel like it's it's kind of meant to be for Tony to play Tubby. Um, you know, a race. It, yeah, that is that is another interesting little wrinkle. If it's yeah. if it's if it's, if it's uh, Texas Tech. I mean, if Tony can beat Tubby, who we, you know, we tracked flights about for for, for days, um, or for for that day, fateful day, and then and then get to to Izzo, to then beat UNC in Kansas. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good cathartic NCAA tournament for us all. Um, yeah, uh, Texas Tech concerns me a little more than I guess they, in different ways. I think Texas Tech is comfortable playing at our pace more than Butler is. Right. Um, but I think Butler's a better offensive team, uh, and can you know if they get hot, they could they could prove to be an issue. So I think both of them have the potential to trip Virginia up. But I, I think the advantage Virginia has in either one of those games is hopefully Virginia has an easy first game. Right. They have a tough first. They have a tough game between themselves, and at least by the second half, that right. You know, it wears them out. Pull them out. You know, interesting to me was they didn't have a great uh, January, but man, look at that February. They they. They they get they beat Oklahoma State in overtime, then they lose by ten to Texas. But then they reel off five row, five wins in a row. They beat Iowa State, they beat Baylor, they beat Oklahoma, they beat Oklahoma State, and then they beat TCU. So they beat three tournament teams in a row um, before um, the couple wins, and they lose to to Kansas and to West Virginia um, before finishing the regular season with a win over Kansas State. So they do and have for those some that don't know, wins. they're they kind of fall right around the Notre Dame. I think it was Notre Dame, Syracuse, and Pittsburgh all kind of right around them in the in the Ken Palm ranking. So they're both teams. So you know they are also coming off a loss to Juggernaut, twelve and twenty-one TCU. 
<laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They lost to a team that then got its coach got fired. Like, yeah. you know, like that it tells you a lot uh, about, you know, where things are. Um, so I kind of look at that one. I'm like, all right, you know, you, you have uh, at least one quality win um, in the early part of the season. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm counting Little Rock as a quality win. Um, they're top 50. All right, so then they beat and they got Texas. Then they go through a four-game losing streak, and then they bounce back, um, you know, to, in the middle of fe- middle to end of February. So I, I'll be interested to see, you know, how they can bounce back from uh, that TCU loss. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, the, the fact that they lost to a team and then its coach got fired <laughs> a day or so later, that's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. If you, I, I guess, if you had to pick it, it sounds Dave like you you're going with Texas Tech. Yeah, I just think yeah, they're even. I like to. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, other than the fact that I think it's cool if Tony would play Tubby, that's that's pretty much why that's I'm your, picking that's them. your narrative. Gotcha, yeah. Ferber. What about you? You you got your money on on uh, on Texas Tech as well. Uh, I think Butler wins. Oh, dissension. We have we have <laughs> dissension. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just a more solid team. Um, this te- this Texas Tech team is like a little bit ahead of schedule, more athletic, but I think right. that they have a uh, susceptibility to giving up threes. And I think if Butler can shoot the ball well, they're well coached team. I think they have a better coach. Um, so I-, I expect them to win the game, and I think that they'll be a tougher test for UVA than Texas Tech would be. Um, I uh, I'm gonna need a pronunciation guide for this one kid from from Texas Tech. Uh, I, I'm gonna read this as if I. So it looks to me like it's probably Norrence, but it's, it looks like no rents. Odias, Odias, and I gotta say that's one of the coolest names I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's I don't know, I like it. Um, I you know I hope he uh, he he's he gets used on a, on a large percentage of their uh, of their uh, possessions. So. Anyway, I, I don't know. I go back and forth on. I think on one bracket I have uh, Texas Tech winning, and on another I have Butler winning. I, I don't I don't worry about either matchup for UVA. Um, I, I think there there are going to be some challenging aspects to this to this uh, to this run, and I don't think it's going to be the first weekend. And I really think that, that that in and of itself says a lot about where things are for the Cavaliers now. Uh, one team other than Michigan State in the Midwest region that you worry could give Virginia headaches. And since I went first, I'll, I mean, since I tossed it out there, I probably should go first. To me, it, it's, it's Purdue. Um, I'm not worried about Iowa State's offense, um, mainly because teams that want to speed Virginia up, I think we, we saw that with Memphis a couple years ago. That team, to me, reminds me a lot of Memphis. Um, I just don't worry about teams that want to speed you up. I do worry about teams that have a lot of size because, one, Virginia's size big men, in terms of Mike Toby, are prone to, to just get into foul trouble. Um, and Purdue doesn't have just a little size. They have, like, tons of it. They have it in spades. Um, now, I'm not sure how much of it they could, you know, turn it, you know, how much of that they could actually make in, into hay, but that, that to me is a significant thing. Uh, I don't, I don't want to overlook Little Rock because I know that's a trendy pick uh, for a lot of people. Um, they might be, other than Michigan State, the one team that, that I'm, I'm slightly concerned about, so Virginia would see them uh, potentially uh, if they can get there. Uh, in the round of uh, of sixteen, um, so how how what are you, what about you guys? Other than Michigan State, team in the, in in Virginia's region that you would be concerned about? I mean, I think you stole the obvious one. I mean, Purdue's Purdue's you know the highest rated team in in it. But 
I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Little Rock. If Little Rock could beat them, that certainly would help Virginia's cause. Iowa State certainly an offensive team, but you know, seems like they're afraid to play defense. Um, and for forty minutes, that's tough to tough to do against Virginia. Um, Utah. I mean, Utah down there. I don't know. The bottom half of the bracket looks a lot tougher than me. Um, but you know, from from Virginia's perspective, I have a hard time seeing Michigan State lose any of those teams. But there's a few out that could come out of there with Syracuse, Utah, Michigan State. Um, yeah, yeah. I would be more concerned playing Purdue. Um, the fact that it's going to be after a week of prep, you know, a few days of prep, helps me a little bit with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think I've said it several times in the, in the post. I think Virginia got a very very nice draw. To the grade eight, you know, to the elite eight. Sorry, to the grade. You know why I keep calling the grade it the grade eight? eight. The grade eight. Grade that's like eight. nine. That's like early nineties, man. That's how old I am. They used grade to call eight. it the grade eight. Grade yeah, I believe eight. they did. Grade eight. Um, Ferber, what about you? Team other than Michigan State that gives you a little bit of heartburn? Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much named every team in the bracket. So, <laughs> um, what? I mean, what? Syracuse doesn't give you some some heartburn? What? No, nah, not really. It's a. Uh, it's mostly Purdue. Um, I don't think Little Rock will beat them just because it's a bad matchup, but that's a shame because Little Rock is good. Because um, I think Purdue is a little bit underseeded at five. I think they should probably be a four. Um, Iowa State, I could see losing to Iona. Uh, Iona's sneaky. I don't think that's the type of team that would beat UVA, but I think that's the type of team that could beat Iowa State for sure. Um, I, don't think there's an, I don't think anybody could be. I mean, Iowa State is just so streaky, you know? Yeah. They lost the UAB in the first round last year. With a better team, um, right? Exactly, with a much better, a better coach and a better right. coach. That's right. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> um, and, and other, I think Utah is a little underrated. I mean, people don't get to watch their games as much because they're out on the West Coast. But Jakob Poidel or whatever, I, don't, I guess I tried to pronounce that right. Um, Jakob Poidel, he's very good. He's one of the best players in this bracket. Um, I, I, I agree with Dave. It's kind of hard imagining a scenario where Michigan State's not in the Elite Eight if UVA gets there. It would almost be kind of strange if they weren't. I also like Seton Hall a lot. I think they're a good team, talented, uh, pretty well coached. They have a few, you know, like highly rated recruits that have turned oh, into good players there. So yeah. they're a team that I think could make some noise and potentially beat. <laughs> they yeah, could Vegas, Gonzaga, but they could also lose yeah. to Utah. They could always beat Utah. Yeah, Vegas got, has a game to pick them. So. Yeah, I, I actually I think Seton Hall's a good team. On one, at least one of my brackets, I have Seton Hall beaten. Uh, winning that next game mainly because i just want to see angel delgado in the flesh like i just want to like it's been so long since i've since i was i watched him with the new york lightning and was like oh my god this kid's amazing i think Um, i mean not to get off topic here but i think syracuse could give michigan state some trouble i i agree i i absolutely agree because michigan state shoots the three so well i think they might try to fall in love with it against that zone yep and yep my thing too is that like malachi richardson's a baller like he and he and and, and Benajay, they are nasty. And I mean, yeah, you know, the rest of Syracuse is kind of poop, but like those two yeah, kids, I, I definitely think they're losing to Dayton. Yeah. Oh, you you think? Okay. Well, that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. about the that's a cool thing about the tournament is like you know, you yes, could look at if you can get by that, you can beat them. But you yeah, can't. exactly, exactly. I I I I think people. Are, if you pick Dayton to win it, that's I, I'm not going to argue with you, but I could totally see if Syracuse gets past Dayton giving Michigan State some fits. Um, I don't expect Middle Tennessee to give anybody fits. Um, all right, last thing before we wrap up, because I do, I did kind of want to make this a shorter show, um, is – so let's say that Virginia makes it to the Sweet 16. They get the matchup in the Elite Eight with Michigan State. Is it not the most poetic thing ever 
for them to to have to beat Michigan State to get into the Final Four. Like that's whatever. But what if they have to not only to do that and then they have to play Carolina again to get to the championship? Isn't that like the best story ever? Right? That it's up there. I mean, you're you've got to conquer you've got to conquer all kinds of things to get there. I, I just I don't know, man. Like when these brackets came out, I was like, dude, this is perfect. That's a thirty for thirty. It really is. It's a thirty for thirty on how how Senator Malcolm Brogdon led Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what if I, I told think you? Ideally, for Virginia, if if your ultimate goal is win the national title, that's our ultimate goal, right? Um, I think you'd much rather play UV, uh, play Michigan State in the Elite Eight. You you beat them, you get that monkey off your back. You have a few days to say okay, and then you concentrate on the Final Four. Right. I think the worst case scenario is you play Michigan State in the first game of the Final Four. Yeah, agreed. And then you you get all hyped, and then you've only got a day to come down, and then you get beat by Kansas or Oklahoma or whoever you got coming out of there. Um, you, all right, you you want to hear something funny? On the other side of my bracket, I've got Oklahoma. I, at one bracket at least, I have Oklahoma and Cal. I don't know what happened to me, but I have fallen in love with Cal in a way that is just ridiculous. Like I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I saw him in person. Um, but they're one of those teams that they could. They could make the final, or they could lose to Hawaii. Exactly, like it's like it's like complete fe- complete feast or famine with them. It's yeah, Miami. Ridiculous. I think Miami could come out of that bracket too. I mean, yeah, I've got Kansas coming out of it, but that's a weird bracket. But I think Kansas is the best team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like in that one bracket, I was like, all right. But that West bracket, like literally, I think the West you you could you could argue five or six teams could come out of there. Yeah, I would. I mean, Oregon could do it. Uh, shit, uh, Duke, uh, Texas. Uh, Texas yeah, Duke, A&M. Duke will lose in the first round yep. or one of the final right. four. Yep. Texas A and M is is sneaky good. Um, that's yeah. a team I I I was I, I liked. I, I and you get it, you know Shaka Shaka with that you know with the way they're t- they're playing at yeah. Texas. I mean they can get through their first game each weekend. They're they're yeah, good luck match up in game two. Good luck getting by Paul Jesperson. Yeah, yeah. You would, hey, <laughs> but you luck. know what though? That's a that's a that's not a bad team. Just saying. Um, I think that's the uh, the good place to to put a pin in it. Like I said, I wanted to have a, a shorter show since we already did one show this week. Uh, we will see what happens on Thursday and hopefully Saturday, um, and we will reconvene next week to talk all about it. Um, which I'm sure there will be all kinds of storylines as we continue to go forward in the tournament. Uh, I want to thank uh, David Spence and Justin Fur for being back on the show. I want to thank everybody out there for giving us a listen. So, uh, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.